difficulty of this week is that the only new stuff that I've played since the last recording is stuff that we'll talk about on a future podcast. Yeah. Which has been really nice because like it's been really nice because like like a dragon is done um like done done like a hundred percent done um and i've you know i've knocked out like longer running stuff like um we, yeah we did pocket mirror and little goody two shoes which were really good um you know elden ring took up a lot of time I was on some like moderately long running stuff like Sweet Home yeah. and uh and and stuff like that. That has been uh that has been really fun, but like they've been longer running things that take a few sessions to get through. And now lately I'm kind of just running through like random garbage. Not that all of it's garbage, some of it's really cool, but it's kind of just like I'm just let me go find something to play. And then we'll just do that for like one session and have a good time with it. Mega Man's been really good for that, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because like all of those games are like, yeah, it's a one sitting thing. I mean, at least up to this point, I imagine like we're going to get to a certain point with Mega Man games and it's going to be like, OK, this is now like an eight to ten hour game. Yeah, I I think so. It's well, once we get to I mean, that's a long way away. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, once we move into the PlayStation ones. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I don't know, the general format of Mega Man, you can't really do that much to it, right? It, like, you still kind of have, like, the main, like, the main Robot Master stages. Or yeah. Mavericks, or whatever, you know, whatever universe you're in. And then, and then you go into some, you know some end game boss stages that assume that you have all of the powers and there's, you know, like 10 to 15 levels total. Maybe a little more than that. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know how they change. I don't know what happens. I'm I'm really interested to find out. I will say and not to bring, you know, we both. Today we're talking about Mega Man the first Mega Man for Game Boy, Dr. Wily's Revenge, which has its own cool stuff. But I have been interested. Uh, we've played four, which will be the topic of a future podcast. Um, and I have to say, without saying too much, I am really impressed with the way they keep kind of like moving the goalposts on what the final Wily stages look like. Sure. Yeah. Like they keep pulling like some kind of new twist. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like with two, it's as simple as like, oh, there's a, you know, you go through all of these dots on the on the Wily Castle map, right? And then there's a skull and it's like, this is clearly the boss fight. And then that leads into another boss fight. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, oh, you thought that was the last one, but there's another one. <laughs> right. And that's kind of the bait and switch is like there's an extra stage. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then with three. It's like you thought you were going into the Wily stages, but first you have these four additional sort of like remix stages where you do the boss rush refight against the Mega Man 2 Robot Masters. And that's really cool before you get to it. And mm -hmm. then four has its own version of that, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I mean, even 
uh, technically the the Game Boy one does too. It does. It does. And it's so a little twist. So I'm I'm really like kind of fascinated with the way that Mega Man has been able to like keep kind of like putting a little twist in there and like playing on your expectations a bit without fundamentally altering like the core formula. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that de- to seeing how that develops over time. But uh, what are you up to this week? Uh, I mean, I'm playing games and stuff, but they're not that interesting to talk about. Like I messed around with some Diablo four stuff. I um, played I played Goldeneye. I finished gold, the Goldeneye playthrough that I had started a, a while back. And I mean, that didn't take very long. But then I was playing with the the button codes to unlock cheats because I was like, I don't feel like playing the doing the, the cheats mm. legit where you have to beat the stages in a certain amount of time. Right, right, and right. I never actually messed with the button codes because nobody found them. And then Rare gave them like Rare released them in 2000 or 2001 or whatever it was. Um, so it was, you know, a few years after Goldeneye came out. By that point, I was only playing Perfect Dark. I don't, I never yeah. went back to Goldeneye after Perfect Dark came out because it's just better Goldeneye in every single way. Um, yeah. Ha- having like, so I spent like three hours with it yesterday. And again, future podcast. So don't want to say too much. But, um, I spent three hours with it yesterday, about half of which was everyone directing me to go through the tutorial. Yeah, because it's cool. <laughs> it is cool. But like even in that amount of time, I, you know, I ended the stream and I talked to Jesse about it this morning and I was like, yeah, it's so what it is, is it's Goldeneye. But everybody at Rare had the experience of working on Goldeneye. And so they took that knowledge that they gained from making that game and applied it and then had actual time to finish the game. Yeah, they actually, I mean, they they delayed the game at least once, maybe twice, because they were adding a whole bunch of features and some stuff didn't right. even get finished. And there's a Game Boy game that attaches that you can use the transfer pack to unlock stuff in it. And they're going to originally make it so it was compatible with the, um, the, the camera, I believe, somehow. Like, they're, they're, they wanted to figure out a way to get your face on, like, the, the, the oh, bots yeah, and all yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Like, a whole bunch of rare things, mm-hmm. if you will. Yep. Um, I think I, I believe that's I remember reading that. Now, it's now no con- wonder Rare and Nintendo had such a like a, a close relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're Ninten- very similar like, like that. Yeah. Love like let's do some funky stuff with this technology that nobody else thought about. Mm hmm. And like mm-hmm. really, really highly obscure and specific things. <laughs> yeah that's i mean for like per- one purpose because it will be cool there, there's so much stuff in the game that was released of perfect dark that there will be people that say they love it and they've never even touched a, an entire game mode i watched a, i don't know if i've talked about this on the podcast but if i have it's been months but i watched a video some time ago uh, uh on uh, stop skeletons from fighting about the arcane methods that you have to go through to uh, use a feature in the N64 port of SimCity 2000 mm-hmm. to import Game Boy camera images. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and put them on NPCs in the game. <laughs> like as their face. Yeah. And it involves like it involves going through 
like the the Japan only uh, N64 disk drive or not disk drive. It's the whatever the DD stands for. I don't know what it's. I thought it was disk drive. Maybe it is. I'm gonna have to look. No, this I up. gotta look it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, disk drive. It is disk drive. It was, okay. It was, it was a, I thought it was. Yeah, it was a magnetic floppy disk. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the the sixty four DD the disk drive. Um. So like it involves having that and then having like a sort of Mario Paint esque game in that was also Japan only that's mm-hmm. compatible with it that imports uh that imports like uh Game Boy Color or Game Boy Camera images because that's like the only way to interface the Game Boy Camera with the 64 is through this game on the DD yeah the, the and the then you have dark... to like and oh, then you, and then you have to like save them somewhere and then SimCity 2000 specifically, like, has a feature to import images from that specific place in memory to put them on the NPCs. And it's like, no, but why? It feels like they that was a feature that they thought of that would be cool <laughs> and put zero thought into the actual <laughs> process that someone would need to go to. It's that, that's it's hilarious too because the the if I if I'm remembering correctly maybe I'm just making this up, <laughs> but I think the perfect dark solution was to take a picture with the Game Boy camera mm-hmm. then yeah and that would be plugged into the N64 transfer pack, so you'd be you'd have the Game Boy camera plugged into the transfer pack. And yeah, then, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's so I'm just picturing this beautiful Nintendo 64 Frankenstein controller, um, and. Then that gets saved to the 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 memory pack or the maybe it gets saved to the RAM. And then you can save it to the memory pack on another controller. I don't know. There's, yeah. whole, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But so then then and, and it all worked. It actually all worked into the game and it was removed. I think they said it was removed due to um, limitations, time constraints, all that stuff. Sure. But I believe the real reason was because somebody was like, hey, uh, let's not make it so people can shoot people up that they don't like in our video game um, oh yeah because... i didn't even think about that i was thinking about the obvious like let's avoid the penis head people in perfect dark yeah i think it had more to do with because because so around that time was columbine and yeah. there's lots of censorship things so nintendo's like let's not make our let's, oh, let's not yeah. put ourselves in or whoever it was maybe it was rara Some, someone made a decision that someone was like no in the decision making chain was like hold up does everyone see how this could go very wrong? Yeah, like we're thinking about how cool this would be to put your face on it or your friends' faces, yeah. and this, then then somebody was thinking, hmm. <laughs> but let's think. <laughs> let's apply more context than none at all of what this actually means. Right. Yeah. yeah I don't remember what the exact. Um, I think it was something like that. Anyway, I don't remember the exact context or the exact um, process. That you go through, but I know it was like way more steps than anyone would do almost to the point where like, I think maybe it's a situation where like the devs on SimCity 2000 knew that there was a way to import Game Boy camera photos. Yeah. And then thought that that was going to be an easier process. So they created (laughs) that like compatibility and then. It just like they kind of just put it there and left it there 
And then, like, the DD didn't actually end up taking off. So they were just like, well, whatever. It's fine. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's the best kind of creativity sometimes. <laughs> also the worst. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of got like the same energy of like the San Andreas hot coffee. Where it's sure. like, there's no way to get to this content on the disc because they cut it and made it basically like a dead end content. But it's still technically on the disc because most likely when they were designing it, they were like, it's much easier for us to just leave this here and not uh, and not point to it then risk cutting it out of the content and then have that create unforeseen bugs. Yeah, man, the hot coffee thing reminds me so much of how problematic sex is in video games. A lot of times yes. where it's like this reward for pressing the right buttons. And it's just like that is not how that should work or be portrayed to people where, yes, if if you do this thing and this thing, then you will get this as your reward. As You know what I mean? Like it's like that is not how relationships should be portrayed to people I yeah don't know. no and that that hasn't really changed in the last two decades of game design no. that much i like you're getting more people in the indie space telling stories that are that are more you know representative that are more wholesome that are more you know that are less like toxic masculinity driven yeah and that's good, but the culture at large is still trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, even even if it wasn't just like masculine, like 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 heterosexual sort of relationship idea, just just the fact that the only way to get to this point in the game is through a series of you know basically pressing the or doing the doing the the correct thing next is the only way to get to this outcome is is, right. is just problematic in theory yeah 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 <laughs> like, like it's such a bad view of of people and like oh i i well i took you to dinner yeah exactly <laughs> shouldn't i I'm, shouldn't uh, i get my like, reward i listened to you talk like i mean yeah. it's it's i i really hate I put that myself idea. on the route Right. Yeah. I I did the things. I should be getting the good ending. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Everything that was on my checklist is checked off. So like, where's where's my where's my reward? <laughs> like, I need my quest complete reward. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> Boy, you know, do you ever think sometimes about how happy you are that you don't have to like date? Yeah, like, yeah, of course, <laughs> <laughs> just like independent of obviously like we're both in happy relationships with our significant others. And that's great. That's I mean, that's like related, but aside from what I'm talking about, because within that all like an added benefit of like, hey, I get to spend all my time with my best friend and we have a great time together and I love everything about our relationship. And also if I didn't have that and I was trying to find it, it would suck in the year 2023 <laughs> for all parties. Sorry. Sorry to those listening that aren't in that situation. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, 
I, I'm not trying to like dunk on those people. I am <laughs> yeah. saying What's up? Uh, what I am saying is like, <laughs> man, I really feel for you because you have it rough and I'm sorry. I mean, I feel that way when I think about being even even just a teenager. Yeah. Like in, in this it, like so sure we had the, the beginning of the Internet and all that stuff when we were kids, but it's not like it is today. It would be really hard to be a kid in, in high school and middle school and all that stuff with with even even college, like all everything I feel oh, like yeah. is just way yeah, yeah. more difficult with the, the advent of social media and always being connected and always having to portray an image of who you are. Because, like, you know, you, you could pretend to be a certain way or say a certain thing in high school and then you get home and change. And that's that's already difficult enough not having right, a right. broadcast on the Internet. Right, right. It's like you're at a point where, like, you are getting to know people via their social media accounts, which did start when we were in college. Sure, but it was like text and maybe talking a bit. Yeah, it was like, let me look at your last five MySpace posts. (laughs) And maybe there is a photo. Yeah. What? So did you ever have the experience of like learning a lot about someone by the music that was playing on their MySpace profile? No, I actually I don't think I think I probably visited. I, I never visited anyone that I knew's MySpace page. I just wasn't for me. I was pretty much just at home playing video games. But I had a friend. I who, mean, you like to this day are still not very social media oriented. No, no I, I have a I have a Twitter account that I just use to post things that I finish from my switch in case I want to use those images in a lecture. <laughs> That's actually a really smart usage of it. <laughs> because it's the easiest way to get end game screens from games that like with with a and it has been my little icon. So then it's me, right? Because the switch. Well, if it's an old um, if I'm playing one of the uh, like the well, the Mega Man games don't do it. But if I'm playing one of sure. the uh, NES or SNES or 64, then it has the, the 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 bar on the left side. Usually that has your little little profile picture. I saw that you randomly received a comment on like a two-year-old post when you finished <laughs> Fantasy Star 2. Yeah. yeah of so that, that like of that completely deranged where the scene where like Yeah, where like one of your party members is killed yeah. and then the other person just explodes and then All like right. and then the other three people in the party just walk to the middle of the screen and just monologue as if it happened to someone else. Yeah. This is just one of the many tragedies. One of the many tragedies that happened. Okay. <laughs> it's like it reminds me of like a lo- it reminds me of like a personal injury lawyer walking in front of the accident screen, like it grays out and then they walk in front of like a green screen and they're like, "Has this happened to you?" Or or yeah, that or it's it it almost plays off like the 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 meme of the I want to say he's a he's a a British, you know, show host or something where he's sure or maybe he's a comedian or something where it's like oh no and then he looks the other way anyways oh yeah like, that's from top gear yeah yeah that's, okay that's the, what yeah, I was the car show yeah yeah that's that's almost what it feels like this dramatic thing happens yep. it's like <laughs> moving on oh no anyway <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's i like i like posting the images and then it's like oh cool i can use this as like the last yeah slide in a, in a you know a that's lecture. actually like the one thing that i well i say the one thing i'm not I have a lot of social media accounts. Um, I've more or less stopped using my Twitter account around the time that it, you know, stopped being Twitter, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, I mean, Twitter kind of sucks. Yeah, it's always kind of sucked, but then, like, it didn't always have owners that thought that all of the things about it that sucked were actually the good things that you should do more of. <laughs> and now it's that, so I've, I've, I've more or less sworn off of using it. Um, yeah, yeah, I get but it. the one thing that I never really did is like link things to my social media account for sharing. Yeah, and I like it, I like honestly, if I had that on my switch where I just like linked my Twitter account where I could just kind of like hit the picture button and be like, yeah, share this. Yeah, I probably would actually use it and have an actual like active feed, but I just never really did that because like linking things to my social media so it can like auto post for me at the touch of yeah, the share button mm-hmm. on the playstation yeah. is like i don't oh yeah want that i don't want to do is, that that that's the bane of my my buttons on the on the switch or the the playstation controller i'm like oh god i hit the i hit the share button again yeah <laughs> do you ever just kind of like do you ever just sort of absent-mindedly press it thinking it's a select button and like hey what is this like yeah absolutely. Check or if i'm trying if to figure out how to do something i'll press i'm like shit i know that doesn't do anything then i record a video i'm like now i gotta go yeah, delete this yeah. random video yes <laughs> this is now taking up space on my hard drive right it's taking up such an insignificant amount of space but like i better delete it i might run out of room well i mean that's a you know that's a bigger issue on the switch though True, but I mean, I've got like a- I have, in fact, had to go through and delete some <laughs> accidental screenshots because I think 60% of screenshots on Switch are accidental. Yeah, I, I I go through and delete them. Whenever I take one by accident, I always delete it at the end of that. Well, sometimes instantaneous because I'm neurotic, but um, most of the time once I'm done or I'm going through and being like, oh, delete this, this, and this, like, you know, because I'll take yeah. a bunch of screenshots when I'm playing something and then delete it only so I can then post it to- Twitter so I can hopefully use it in a future <laughs> instance. Yeah. But that For is me, what like become. a lot of my a lot of my accidental switch screenshots are like indicative of when I was like visiting someone or someone was visiting me. Oh, sure. Because yeah, there's people who yep. don't know where the buttons are and are just pressing it. Or you're handing off the controller or something like yep. that. It it's happens so, so easy. <laughs> It's so easy to just accidentally screenshot the Switch. It happened so much whenever I would play <laughs> Switch, uh, not Switch Sports, um, Ring Fit Adventure or oh, Fitness, yeah. whatever the hell it's called. Yep. And I was putting in the controller in the little leg pouch. I'd end up with like six po- pictures every single time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, thank you. Yes, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad I this is just thing, a <laughs> You know how it had like the... Um, it had the whole thing where you put your finger over the IR sensor and it senses like your heart rate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I took a lot of videos of that for some reason. <laughs> and I think it's just because of like where my hand was positioned. Like I would just always hit the I would always just kind of like the capture button. Yeah, I would always just kind of hit the capture button and it would just take videos of it every time. I'm like, oh, this again. <laughs> like it happens so often that it just became like, a, oh, yeah. I got to go in and delete that real quick. I probably still have a couple of them saved. Yeah, probably. Uh, so, so the the to go back to the golden eye thing, the reason I the reason I wanted to unlock the cheat is because I have a very fond memory of using um, the the fast animation cheat mm. and finishing stages because some of the animations would be fast and others wouldn't. And my favorite ah. is the cradle. Because at the end of the cradle, which is the end of the movie, James Bond goes down a ladder, jumps on a helicopter, and then, you know, hangs onto the helicopter and flies off the screen. That's the end of the video game. 
Okay. With fast animation, James Bond runs, jumps into thin air, and then just launches into space <laughs> without the helicopter. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and it was just as funny as I remember. I was like, yeah, that's great. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you know, so I didn't have, like, I know that that, like, late 90s era of, like, of cheat codes, mm-hmm. I would argue kind of, like, starting with NBA Jam. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one I remember wanting them for. Like where that it's I cared like, about. Where like the cheat codes kind of started going in there where it's like, ah, we just added some fun stuff. Yeah. And then it you know, Grand Theft Auto made it a big thing, Goldeneye made it a big thing. You know, everybody yeah, Gold- had to have a big head mode. Yeah, the Gold- Goldeneyes was really cool because they basically were just achievements. Right, that's how they unlocked yeah. all of the cheats, mm-hmm. which is a freaking awesome way to unlock yeah, something like that. Absolutely, and it seems Perfect Dark is doing the same. Yes, but it I does, never yeah. really did a whole lot of those. My fondest memory of cheat codes, and this is weird because I grew up not really being uh, a PC gamer at all. Like it was almost all console, but I also played a whole lot of Age of Empires One. Oh yeah, like Photon Man. Uh, yeah, I Big still, Mama, I think, or Big Daddy, was Big Daddy, Big Mama, I think, was the next. Uh, it may have been in two, yeah, yeah. Which I, which is a objectively better game that I know much less about. I played like a little bit of it, but never really got that as into it as I did one. Yeah, partially because it is a better and more complete and more complex game, and then I started playing it and was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm just gonna go back to one. <laughs> but also like yeah not just the um not just the cheat codes because yeah having a corvette with a rocket launcher like go around and just blow up all of these stone yeah, cool. stone watchtowers oh yeah i did that a bunch i loved it um was great and then uh you had uh flying dutchman yep 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 which was the uh so i believe Flying Dutchman, this may have been, uh, I may be confusing two different cheat codes, but I believe it was all on Flying Dutchman where, like, you would get this big, uh, like, like, catapult galley that would float on land. Like, it was a boat. It was a big, it was a big, like, it was a big boat, and but it would just go on land and sea, both the same. And I believe it catapulted, like, people. Man, I don't remember. That does, that... I know there was a code where the catapults would launch people instead of like rocks. Yeah. And occasionally a cow. <laughs> yeah. But I don't remember if Flying Dutchman turned that on or if Flying Dutchman just gave you the the flying boats. And oh my then, God, I don't remember. And then yeah. there was a different code that gave you the, the human. If you remember... Uh, if you remember all of the Age of Empire one cheats and can correct me on this, uh, let us know at the retro breakdown at gmail.com and we will read your correction on uh, on the podcast unless you specifically tell us not to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that is something that could happen. I mean, if someone just wants the satisfaction of correcting us, but doesn't want to be like, you know, shouted out for it, then that's fine. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Here's this easily Googleable Google yeah, information. I'm not going to look it up. So, <laughs> I mean, I, either you're going to tell me or I'm never going to remember. <laughs> I'm not. Age of Empires 1 is not on the docket this week. No, it's not on the docket ever for me. 
I, I like RTSs, but I don't want to play them anymore. They're way too much work. I agree, like full throated agree. Because I cannot, I cannot play those games without becoming, you know, it's I, I got, I gotta get real sweaty if I'm going to play an RTS. Yeah, and that's just so much work. I, I have, so having discovered turn based strategy, which happened much much later. Mm-hmm. Like I discovered civilization far, far after uh, Age of Empires and Populous the beginning, which I really liked. That's kind of like a dark horse, mm. um, a much simpler take on like a on like an Age of Empires type thing. But it was cool because you had your shaman who would like cast magic and stuff. And that was really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. You take your you take your shaman into uh, into an enemy encampment and just cast a big earthquake spell. And set half their buildings on fire. Yeah, that seems fun. It was really neat. It, it's basically like... It, it's an RTS, but you only have like five units. You have like... You have like the builder unit. Like your your standard villager. Mm-hmm. And then they can train to become like melee units, ranged units, or... Uh, or uh, conversion unit, like the priests. Where they will like stop the they will stop the opposing units and they'll just all sit down and and like convert or yeah. whatever. Uh, which were super busted because you could have like one of them and just use them as a you could just use them as like a stopper because one unit would just stop everybody who came into their into their like range of motion <laughs> like they'd have like a radius, right? Yeah. And everyone who walked into that radius would just sit down and listen to them until they were converted. <laughs> and the only way to stop it was to either like start beating them up with your with your shaman or with an, another preacher. So you had to like send preachers in, even though they're like trash fighters. Right. right. Because otherwise you would just send all of your dudes in and they would just get converted. Oh, man, you just you can't you can't stop religion. Exactly. (laughs) Or you can just walk over there and be like, hold on, I've got like 35 dudes with swords sitting down and listening to this guy with a book. Strike that dude with lightning. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah. But all of those things were on cooldown. Sure. And it had the mechanic of uh, it had the mechanic where, like, if you had just regular villagers resting in houses, then your your um, your mana would replenish faster. Mm-hmm. So you could so there's like a couple of different ways you could go about it. You could either train your uh, you could train villagers to actually, you know, do better combat themselves. Yeah, but that would slow your that would slow your rate of mana regeneration. Oh, or no you could good. kind of just go with your your alt hero and charge up all your big damaging spells and cast, you know, lightning and tornado and earthquake and meteor storm. Yeah, it's cool. I, I love that. I love that game. But my key thing with RTS is, is always like, I don't know how to manage this. So I'm going to play against the computer who will basically just sit back and leave me alone until I'm ready to just <laughs> roll over the map like a wave. <laughs> Because that's yeah, what that I really right. want. Yep. 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 I, I want right. to be left alone to build my my little village and encampment until I'm an unstoppable juggernaut. 
and then I want to like click drag, select everyone, go there. Yeah, yeah. You 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 want you want the you want the 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 pay to win feeling of a of a cell phone game. Basically. <laughs> but all it costs me is a little extra time. Yeah, exactly. It's way And better. then you get those when you're doing like mission mode, it's like <laughs> you you start to learn like okay, after about 3 minutes they're going to send exactly four warrior units and three preachers and two of the firecasters <laughs> down this pathway. And I need to be ready for that. So I'm going to make exactly how many people I need for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, they'll leave me alone. <laughs> of course, of course. So plan for that. After, of course, the first time you're completely unprepared and they just roll over you. And then the next time it's like, all right, this is a fixed pattern. So I'm going to prepare for it this time. Yeah, you won't get me next time. Yeah. Which is totally how you would play an RTS against a human person. Yes, absolutely. That's that's how every game of StarCraft would go for me. Yep. You you would just be like, hey, what units are you sending? out? Okay, great. Thank yep. you. <laughs> That's that's all I need to hear. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna send you know you're gonna try to zerg rush me at like ten minutes, right? Okay, yeah, cool. Ten, ten minutes. I like I like the people you're playing against. You know, I've never actually played no, an I, RTS against I, a human person. I I, I can tell. <laughs> there, so there used to be a there used to be a, there is a popular map on on StarCraft that was Big Game Hunters or BGH, mm. and so then everyone wanted to play that, but nobody wanted to get killed by. People that were sending, like, you know, that were faster than them or like sending out early rushes because those were cheesy or something. I don't know. Or they just wanted to get to the big units because that's where the fun stuff is, like that's battle true, cruisers yeah. and carriers and things. Um, so it would be all of the public games were like BGH no rush 20 mins. <laughs> 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 that was like half of the things or, you know, 2v2, 3v3, one, like whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it was it was NR NR 20 like plus sometimes or 20m or whatever it was um so that's what made me think of it was that was always fun and god man playing those game modes was hilarious because it would <laughs> if if so my friend and i would play we join like a 2v2 game but we'd be on different teams so we mm. were each with a different person mm -hmm. and then we would each build stuff in the other person's base being like yeah we're protecting your base <laughs> and, then, and then we'd just unally them because it wasn't like it was hard coded when you start the game you, you know you pick who your allies oh, are you were a griefer oh of course yeah and so i would just we'd kill our teammates and be like oh gotcha and it was always hilarious when you do it with zerg because to build on zerg stuff you need creep and so it was super obvious you were doing something weird and even if you weren't you were making their base unbuildable because other uh races can't build on the creep like the the spreading yeah, crap yeah, yeah. on the ground i so didn't play like, a lot of starcraft but i'm familiar with the with that mechanic so, so, so that was that was that was always fun i mean i didn't do it that much but we did do it enough where you know it's a memory that's in my head so sometimes I, sometimes I you think, gotta i think people. you can be yeah you can be forgiven for like for like doing that kind of stuff when you were younger but i will say that people like people doing that kind of stuff is why i don't play games with other people yeah, it makes sense. Like you get a couple of those experiences where someone is just like griefing and it's like, I this is like ruining my fun factor. So there's different tiers of grief also because it's not there like is, these are there is these aren't ranked games. They're just regular games. So I, I suppose it ruins your it could tarnish your record, but your record is meaningless more or right. less. 
because they're not ranked, right? Um, and in fact, my record was I, I had it. So I would always even games that I was winning, I would just leave right before I won because I wanted my record to have like one or two wins and like a f- like thousands of losses. Because then I was like, well, who cares if I actually lose? And then if I win, I'm leaving anyway. So I'm making someone else real happy. And then my record looks like it's really bad. So, so it was, it was, it was a, a, like I did that I guess on that's purpose. that's kind of win-win. Because then, then if I'm getting stopped, I'm like, hey, who cares? It's just another loss. <laughs> that, that goes so far against like the spirit of what that record is supposed to be for. It sure does. And yet, and yet it, it is kind of a win-win situation it's like i don't want to have a good record i just want to i want to have it at a point where like i don't actually have to worry about what that record is yeah like the feeling of like oh no my record slipped below 500 (laughs) what now (laughs) it was it was funny too because after years of that account i think i still only had something like 15 wins I, i i managed uh pretty consistently to always exit the game before it would win. And I would always get to say something like, hey, enjoy the win, punk, and then leave. <laughs> like, like, I thought I was so cool, like, saying something edgy and shitty to the person, and they're like, what? <laughs> I mean, I think in most cases, they'd be like, okay, okay yeah, I will. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I thought it was like, or I would just leave the game and be like, oh, GG, enjoy your day. Like, sometimes it was just really friendly. I don't know. I, I, I... <laughs> I remember I during the like three month period of time where I played Overwatch. Yeah, I uh, I would play with a couple of friends who were into griefing and I made me like never want to play with them again. So like, like actively- oh, we're, so like, oh, we're losing. Let me create the portal that's supposed to like help people get into the fight faster. But the portal leads off an edge. No, like, yeah, but see, yeah, griefing like that's not fun, especially in games today. Griefing is way it feels maybe I'm just older, but it feels worse in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think that's um, true because rank Rocket matters. League Rocket League hits a lot, too. Yeah, well, because because people We're like, really so- care about their rank. Like, yeah. like that is very important to a lot of people. Well, if people like I've had games where like you get like once in a while in Rocket League, you can get just like when you go to do the face off and both cars are going at the at the ball at the same time and it gets a weird bounce, right? Yeah. And you kind of get caught out of position and it bounces up high off the wall and into your goal. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, OK, they've they've taken a 1-0 lead two seconds into the match. Yeah. And then you see the thing come up at the bottom of the screen. It's like forfeit request. Oh, Jesus. And it's like, oh, I I mean, I. I think we can come back from a one goal deficit in two seconds. I mean, off, that's off of a like an unlucky bounce. That That is just people being a little too nervous about having a loss or something like that. Well, it's, well it's, I think no, it, the forfeit is a loss. No, no. But I mean, like actually playing it out like, oh, no, I'm only going to yeah. play this if I'm going to if I'm winning, right, like, if I'm winning. And, and I think and that's then, and then to make up for that, because I you know, this is probably like bad form. Well, sure. like if you're down by five goals and there's a minute left, just save everyone time and forfeit. But I'm a believer in just like playing it out, right? I mean, Jesus, it's a minute. Play the game. Yeah. What if something? The, the what entire if they match. What if they lose internet connection? The entire <laughs> match is five minutes. That's what I'm. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not that big of a deal to play it out. I've I've never but understood I have, that. I have like I haven't played it in a while, but like 
experiences with like, you know, I ignore someone's forfeit request because I'm like, no, let's just play it out. And then they will just start own goaling. Sure. And I'll just play the rest of the match three on one because they're trying to get me to quit. And I'm like, I'm not going to quit. I don't care if you do this. (laughs) I'm annoyed by it. But like you doing this to try to like bully me into quitting is going to make me stick to the game more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I don't I don't understand people that queue up for a game. You know, like this happens in Dota. You queue up for a game. You know, the game could last 20 minutes or it could last an hour. Right. I mean, it could go even longer than that, but that's not very likely. Um, So if you're losing, maybe it's a great opportunity for you to figure out how to play from behind. Maybe it's a good opportunity for you to practice not being mentally unstable because you're losing a game that you decided to play. Yeah. Like, like it's putting aside, like putting aside the fact that I have been in games where I'm down four goals with like a minute and a half left and we win six to four. Yeah, and then that, that those are the games you remember for the rest of your yeah, you know, it's time like, oh, playing that game. Oh, that was so awesome! I or like we scored the winning goal with zeros on the clock. That was rad. Yeah, so, some of my favorite memories of playing a game like Dota is is being in a game where all we the only building we have left left is our ancient, and you know you got the mega creeps coming in and they they're way ahead. Or you, like you feel it, but then you somehow kill them a bunch of times, and then you end up winning the game. And you're like, oh my god, that yeah. was awesome! Like that's you the just highest like, peak. If you are always front running and you refuse to like play with some adversity and like be like, oh, we're losing, but, you know, let's keep trying. Yeah. If you don't have that drive to like accept some momentary failure, but then try to like come back from it, you just rob yourself of those moments. Yeah. Those really yeah. cool like, oh, my God, I can't believe we pulled it off moments. Yeah. Like, for sure, those are some of the best feelings. And you just like there's a whole group of people out there that just won't allow themselves that feeling because they just like will abandon the match the moment they start losing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's I I used to get really mad and frustrated with it. And now I just think it's kind of sad. Well, so it's and I get it. There are games where I'm like, God, I wish this game would just end. Like I know yeah, there's yeah, yeah. It, just, it feels impossible for us to win at 15 minutes, and I'm just or even even sometimes earlier than that. You're just like, Ugh. oh yeah, I have had some Rocket League games where like you know, and it sometimes many times it's my fault. Like I go up to I go up for a save and I just whiff on the ball. Yeah. And it just slowly rolls into the goal. <laughs> and I'll do that like two or three times. And then the team and my teammate is like, yeah, this isn't happening. And they'll just quit. And I just do the rest of the match two on one. Yeah. And the, yeah. And the game ends like 19 to zero. Right. 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 And it takes way longer than it should because they're five minute matches. But the clock stops every time there's a score. So it's just like, yeah, it's painful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've. I've got a certain way that I like to go about these things and quitting mid match isn't included. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and I don't know. It's uh, there absolutely have been times where I've, you know, raged at somebody, but in the last, I would say six, seven years, I don't think I've maybe, maybe if someone's popping off against somebody else, then I get way more annoyed at them. But if, yeah. if yeah, I don't think fair. I've gotten angry at people 
much in in recent memory. Now I might say if I'm on Discord with my friends, I might be like, "What the hell? This guy sucks!" Or like, "Wow, this like sure, I'm, not, sure. I'm not a saint here," but I don't say it to them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Well, Which? And- yeah. No, I like. I'm I'm no stranger to that either. Like I'm never in voice chat when I'm playing Rocket League, and I will have you know. Sometimes I'm the one who sucks, and I know that. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is that- I'm, sometimes I'm playing decently. And the person behind me, like, doesn't know what they're doing. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? I can't cover for every I can't do everything here. (laughs) And I think that's that's the most important skill you can learn if you want to play video games online or just being a a decent person in most group settings is notice your own failures and your own faults and your own weaknesses. Sometimes it's your fault. Right. And even even if even if it's the game may not have like if you had played the exact same way if other people had done things differently and it would have been a win it doesn't matter there's almost always a thing that you could have done to to make a better outcome of yeah sometimes it's important to adapt your play to your teammates if you see that they're lacking in a particular area adjust your play to cover for that yeah don't just do the only thing that you know how to do like a robot and then expect everyone else to just play around that i don't care if it's the meta Basically, if if you're trying to, you know, if, if you have a plan and you want to and you want to take over the world, <laughs> you probably shouldn't continuously do robot masters the, the same thing over and over and over again. Maybe. Well, this time it's a little different. All right. So hear me out. What if four robot masters? Four, okay. Yeah, that's and then you know what you should do. You should make you should make a a robot master that's specifically designed to be the Mega Man killer. Yep. But make sure that his weapon is your weakness. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I I didn't even think about how stupid that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, okay, when we're talking about, like, 8-bit bosses and and just the general strategy there of, like, let's have the weak point be exposed and glowing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's goofy. let's Let's be immune to everything in the environment except for this thing that we keep throwing at him. (laughs) Or the item that we put in a box in the corridor you were walking down. Right, right, right. But yeah, creating an entire robot from scratch to defeat the robot who absorbs other robots' powers and then giving him the weakness of your robot? <laughs> like, the it's, weakness it's of your, bad. like, endgame tank thing? That's extra dumb. Yeah, because, like, you could just, you can you can make the argument that they didn't put the box with the special item that you need to get through the right, dungeon right, in the dungeon. Like, like, that's just there somehow because of whatever. A lot but, of that stuff is, like, incidental. But this <laughs> took a lot of work. Like, like, Dr. Wiley said, I'm going to make Anchor. I think it's Anchor. I think I that's know. right. I was um, going to ask because I couldn't remember. And and then he's like, okay, I'm going to give him this this cool weapon that's going to directly hurt me. It's a very cool weapon. It is, and, and I did his not name, use until the final boss. Yeah, I forgot I had it. 
And Same. then I was like, oh, right, this makes sense. And, and, and Anchor, I don't, I don't know if we're saying that right. It's, it's interesting because it's another, it's probably another musical reference because there's a, a type of music in, in Japan called Anka. Anka. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's where that comes from. That makes sense. Because, you know, Mega Man is a name that makes sense with all of his musical theming. Yep. <laughs> I sure do love Mega Music. <laughs> Hey, so this is an interesting Mega Man because it's not made by Capcom. Yeah, so we, I think we talked about this. It's uh, its the first one they outsourced. Yeah, by uh, Minakuchi? Minakuchi? I don't know. Uh, engineering, who had worked on some stuff with, they worked on a game with Nintendo before this, and Capcom was like, hey, yeah, you guys, you guys make this Game Boy game for us. Um, I think it's generally a good Mega Man game. It is, it was, it's, it's, what's funny is that the game was, I think it sold really well. Uh, Capcom thought the game was too hard and it is too hard. And they, there are some other issues with it. So the next game, the Mega Man two that we'll talk about, you know, in a future podcast for Game Boy was made by a different company, Mm -hmm. but that one's universally panned for reasons that we'll find out. I don't know why actually, I think it's just too easy or something. I don't know. I, I looked up the, how long to beat on it and it said like 45 minutes. Yeah. So, so it might have something to do with that. And so, so Capcom went back uh, uh, to, to Minakuchi, and that sounds just wrong. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it's because Kuchi is in it. It's because Kuchi is, yeah, but yeah. But I mean, if it's spelled like K U C H I, that's Kuchi. Yeah, no, I know, but it just sounds wrong to say. No, it. I know, I know, <laughs> oh, I so they, totally get it. So they went right. They went back to them for the the rest of the the Game Boy games, I believe. How many so more? Are cool. there? I think they go up to like five, don't they? I believe it's five. Yeah, I don't know. They're all like actually on the Game Boy or Game Boy Color. But given the rate at which they were pumping these things out, it's very possible. Yeah. Well, Game Boy, the Game Boy Mega Man games one through three or four come out in between, I think, four and Mega Man three and five or something like that. They they, there was there was like two Mega Man games a year for a bit on the Game Boy. That makes sense. Just on the Game Boy. Well, especially makes sense if they're outsourcing them. Like Capcom uh-huh. is working on the mainline ones and then they sort of like send out the the template to uh, a secondary company to make the Game Boy ones, which, you yeah. know, a fairly a fairly common practice even now. And, and you know, they did a they did a really nice job making the Game Boy Mega Man, the first one, feel like Mega Man. It feels like Mega Man. It really does. They even like they even did a decent job of like digitizing the music. Yeah. Yeah. And the sprites are awesome. I, I would say that the, the, the thing it suffers from the most is that it. It copied it too much one to one in terms of like the big monsters are a pain in the ass or some of the bosses yep. just don't fit on the screen with what they have. like. It's just kind of like, uh, OK, like the you have Mega this Man, tiny room. I, I think that like, yeah, there's that. But what the monsters feel too big and the rooms feel too small and what all of that comes down to is like the Mega Man sprite is the Mega Man sprite and it's too damn big. Yeah, it is the it is the the same sprite, and in fact, I believe it's almost identical. Like it, like I it think it's like, like one it. to one. It's the exact same sprite yeah, in terms same, of pixel like sizes same, and stuff. Yeah, it looks like exactly the which is impressive, but yeah. not necessarily appropriate. Yeah, and, and I think if the Wily stages were split up, oh my it, god, yes, it would not be. It would All... actually be a pretty great overall experience but as far yeah, as i didn't I, will, I did not have fun as much fun playing this as i have had playing the other four that we've played oh i agree with that too 
I, I didn't enjoy that as much as I've enjoyed any of the first four, including yeah. one, which I think is the most is is riddled with the most problems. And yeah. it's the one that this one takes the most cues from. But I also think it's really cool that they're actually like kind of mixing things up a bit because mm-hmm. you have like the four robot master stages. But then within that, it's like they also throw in some stuff. I think it it's in the Wiley stages. It's like, hey, all of a sudden, like here's a quick man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the four the four bosses in the Wiley stages. There's one that's like a mid boss and there's yeah. one that's that yeah, you're right. and there's one that's an end uh, an end level boss. Mm-hmm. And it feels like those should be their own stages because those stages are long. They're really long. And, and I think and that's actually what makes the game really difficult. Like, yes, any of the individual challenges themselves are not that bad. And I die a lot in a regular Mega Man game, but those stages are not super, super long. So the deaths aren't that punishing. Mm hmm. But in in uh, Dr. Wily's Revenge, I was like putting 10, 15 minutes into a stage and then dying at the end and having to go back and do it all again. That's like that sucks. Yeah, no, I I that was that. Well, and it's a handheld game, which is kind of funny to think about. And yeah. it suffers from the password system of all the home console ones, which is it gets you to Wily's castle. But that's it. Yeah. Like there's not in between passwords, which seems misguided for a handheld game it does so i think that's it's that's the biggest weakness of the 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 first mega man on game boy for me was just I the wild stages were too long yes that combined with there is something that they do to the game um that i think is probably a compensation for how big the sprites are mm. this game is slow <laughs> it is it does feel slow and some of those some of the jumps are way too like with only a like a pixel or two. Of oh, yeah. They, like near pixel perfect jumps in yeah, some yuck. cases. Yuck. Um, yeah, the, the game is really, really slow and you don't feel it. Um, you, the running is slow. Your jumping is slow. But I think the slowest thing is your shot speed. <laughs> yeah, you you yeah. fire those lemons off and you're waiting probably like three to five seconds for them to go off the screen. <laughs> like. It feels like you can outrun them in some cases. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that like your running speed in a regular NES Mega Man game is faster than your shot speed <laughs> in in Dr. Wily's Revenge. True, true. And some of the enemies are really weird. Like the I don't remember whose stage it is even. Um, it's all blurring together. Uh, but one of the stages, there's like the little the little blades. It's probably Cutman stage. I that think they're supposed right. to be. I think they're supposed to be spinning blades, and sometimes oh, they yeah roll the after little you. scissor things that look like they are like the thing on top of Cutman's head. No, but no, no. Just... The, the ones it has a face, and they're oh. like spinning. Oh yeah, okay. I think it's his stage, right? Where they where they sometimes roll after you, and other times they just sit there on a moving platform. Yes. And I'm like, what the hell's this? Yes, because <laughs> I remember dealing with those and the Cutman yes. like scissor blades at the yep. same time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brutal. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and I think this suffers a bit from the you know the sort of monochrome presentation on the original Game Boy, where it's like there are things that look the same but act differently, mm-hmm. and in a regular Mega Man game, that would be denoted by like this one is red and this one is blue. Sure. Or something like that. There would be some visual indication as to like which one is going to follow you and which one is stationary. And here you 
just kind of have to guess. <laughs> and it's yeah. not super fun to just kind of trial and error your way through a lot of this stuff. Well, and I think another thing that it suffers in the design department is, so in a normal Mega Man game, there's a chance, if you have three lives, that you'll get through the level without dying. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a decent chance that you'll, I mean, not without yeah. dying, without having to continue. Sure, yeah. This one is way, way harder yeah, just, I don't think I I don't think I went through any stage. I like obviously the Wily stages are especially long and difficult, but I yeah. don't think I went through any stage in the whole game without having to continue at least once. Yeah. And that that seems I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see, I'm okay, so this whole Mega Man run is is fun, but I'm, I'm, I'm especially really excited now. It. I'm especially excited now to see how the Game Boy games play out. Yeah. I remember hearing really really good things about Mega Man 4 or 5 on the Game Boy. I don't remember okay. which one. And I'm I'm I, I want like to see I how that happens. I remember hearing good stuff about 5 specifically. Okay. But I that could be nonsense. <laughs> I I'm cuz this game I was if this was my first Mega Man game, I would have been like, mm, "Nope. I don't like it." You know, I'm really glad that I I only learned when we started doing these games that the difference between like the NES, the console, I want to say, because they're not all NES. Sure. Um, the console Mega Man games are denoted with numerals. Yes. Like numeral one, two, three, four, five. And then we were looking through the list of games and we also saw like Roman numeral. Yep. So like Arabic numerals, I should say, for for the console ones and then Roman yep. numerals for the Game Boy ones. And I didn't realize we were sitting there for a good five minutes like, wait, why is there a Mega Man 2 and a Mega Man Roman numeral 2? Mm-hmm. And the difference is the Roman numeral ones are the Game Boy ones. Right. And I never knew that growing up. And boy, I'm so glad I didn't because that would have added a whole new level of confusion to what do you mean Mega Man X isn't 10? <laughs> Well, and they were trying to avoid that with the first one because they didn't. They just called it Doctor Wily's Revenge, right? They but g- then they gave it's it. Roman numeral two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. So they get all the way up to Mega Man V, which is five. But then Mega Man X is not ten. No, it's just X. Yeah, and I think that's the end of the handheld Mega. Well, I mean the well, like Mega that Man, made, Mega that Man numbering convention anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But what yeah, year also, that is, but. I think like after that, once you get to the Game Boy Advance, I think they start going into like spinoff territory where it's like Mega Man.exe and Battle Network and Zero and, and stuff. Yeah, because I don't think there's just Mega Man game anymore on handheld after that where it's where it's not something else like We're a spinoff. Probably or... wrong about that. But most yeah, likely, like... yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 would, I would say like generally the whole franchise kind of went away from the the standard 2D side scroller format into like other uh sp- like spin-off type formats after that apparently capcom has been sick of mega man for a long time <laughs> <laughs> so it seems so it's well like yeah the the whole like late 90s push to make mega man into a different video game right right like everyone knows the character let's just make it you know what if we take mega man but we make it like zelda <laughs> but then- i say don't hey do, i already know mega man legends came out before ocarina of time i get it 
I know. Yes. Yes. The point stands that they were trying to make it a different. They were trying to take the IP and make it a different game format. I'm not accusing them of knocking off Zelda. Legends did it first. I know. <laughs> Simpsons probably did it first. <laughs> Simpsons definitely did it first. <laughs> but yeah, I love that the the box art for this is just a zoomed in version of uh, the box art from three. I think three. Which is interesting because I think that's the one that they don't take any inspiration from. Like this game very clearly benefits from coming out after Mega Man 3 in that they have three games of Mega Man. They have three Mega Man games to draw inspiration from. It's clearly meant to be sort of like a a port or demake of one. But then they throw in some elements of two. Mm-hmm. They throw in, you know, they throw in some robot masters and some ideas from two. And I think that gives it a really unique feel to it. Yeah. Um, Kind of in the same way as like throwing the, the robot masters from two into three as like refights. Yeah. Which I thought was really neat. Um, It has kind of the same feel as that, but it also makes it feel a lot less like Mega Man one. It feels like a Mega Man like one point five. Oh, yeah. OK, OK. But that yeah. is also worse than both of those games. <laughs> and and it's it's worth noting that if you consider the limitations of the Game Boy, it's 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 a pretty awesome. Yeah. Mega Man experience. But it's also the limitations of the Game Boy make it a bad Mega Man experience. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I would not even say a bad Mega Man experience, just like a like just like a, a below par. I feel like that like it's so, not as good as any of the experiences we've had on on the NES Mega Man's yet. But yeah. it's like if that is the only way you can play Mega Man, it is like a near acceptable substitute. Yeah, yeah. No, it'd be good if if, if you really want Mega Man, you only had a Game Boy. It'd be it'd be cool. And honestly, going into it from the from the direction that we are as sort of like looking at it from a. I always hesitate to use this because it sounds so haughty, but like a, a sort of historian's perspective. Sure. Um, like looking at like what this was trying to do as a sort of Mega Man-esque, like should try to take that formula and apply it, like I think is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in some ways it totally works and in some other ways that are more or less beyond their control it it doesn't well and i think it's cool that it wasn't the people that made the first three mega man games that did it like that says a lot too about how much they enjoyed mega man how much they wanted mega man to feel like mega man on a handheld yeah like they they did do a, a really good job of not being part of the original group of people and translating that to the game boy yeah and i think that's pretty that's pretty special and clearly capcom thought so too when they went back for the third one it isn't as cool as the uh, as the story of the guy who made the PC Mega Man's, which are oh. bad. Um, the the ones for DOS. Yes, yeah. Um, that dude just made Mega Man games, and then on for DOS, and then just like <laughs> sent a letter to Capcom is like, hey, I made these Mega Man games. And the and Cap like the short version of the story is Capcom was like, cool, they're official now. <laughs> Capcom's like, awesome. We don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll license that. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks. <laughs> we'll make a quick buck. Thank you. <laughs> that is cool. 
So like those games feel like shitty fan projects, but are actually Capcom seal of approval. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because they are shitty fan projects. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different time, man. Different era. It's, It's so these games are the Game Boy games. I think a Rockman part of like the Rockman world arc of of Mega Man, Rockman in Japan. I believe that is correct because I saw the box art. Um, no, I saw the box art for four actually, or an uh-huh. ad rather. Um, because I played four the other day. You know, mm-hmm. podcast on that coming soon. Um, I saw the box art for four when I finished it. I was looking at the museum stuff in the Legacy Collection, and it had an ad. That showed Mega Man 4 and Rockman World 2. Or oh, yeah. Rock, okay. Rockman 4 and Rockman World 2. Like, shown the same, like, on, like, two halves of the same page or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Rockman World 2 was clearly a Game Boy game. So yeah, I was so like, like, oh, that must be what they call them. So in Japan, Capcom was like, well, let's make sure we name these so it's not confusing. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> They're just like, nah, Mega Man 2 is fine. <laughs> They'll know the difference between the Arabic numerals and the and the Roman numerals. I mean, the difference, they mean the same it's thing. Like, that's it's that's like why it's confusing. There are so there are anime out there that yes. denote the, the the season number. Sure, sure, okay. By how many exclamation points follow the word. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Perfect sense. So that's like that energy, like changing it from like Arabic numerals to Roman numerals has the same energy as like Mega Man 2 with two exclamation points. That means it's on the Game Boy. I mean, that would that would actually be better because the Roman numeral just means the same thing. At least the exclamation point is technically a different thing. It's a different character. It's another field. another character like like this has to be one of the dumbest naming ideas that they've done where it's because it's just Mega Man 2. I yes. mean we're we're, we're, we're if getting you read it out loud, the NES one is Mega Man 2 and the Game Boy one is Mega Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. And, and cool because in Japan we actually didn't talk about this in the Mega Man and Mega Man 2 or 3 podcast, but all of those have a subtitle in Japan. Like the, Oh yes. Isn't oh wait, no. Never mind. I was thinking, I, I always think of the robots are revolting, but that's actually three for DOS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's like Wily's is like, I don't know, Wily's dead, Wily's not dead. It's, it's something like that, right? Like, <laughs> I don't remember. I well, like to think that that's two and three respectively. <laughs> Wily's a good guy, whatever. You yeah. know, who knows? Um, the The... Well, we, we we can look up the the headlines for that when we do the headlines, the subtitles for that when we when we play Mega Man Four because I feel like it that's kind of a fun thing to add because we didn't talk about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I don't know where I was going with my train of thought is just gone. The box art in in Europe looks pretty cool. It's way better than it, the that the, seems to be the case regularly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. The the just like kind of a little action shot. Yeah. I will say, of the art in the Game Boy game, the most startling image is the cross-sectional image of, of Mega Man, or Rock Man, every time he gets a power. Where it's like, here's here's his insides. I was upset by that, actually. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, That kind is, of bothered me. It's creepy. Like, it's I, didn't, I creepy. didn't need to see 
the the x-ray cross section of of mega man like i'm cool seeing the outsides please it's kind of awesome honestly but it, but I, I did not when it popped up on the screen I was like whoa that's <laughs> that's a big big image of a of of sort of horror x or a, it's, a it's mega man. half mega man and half terminator <laughs> yeah. like he's half mega man and half a t100 <laughs> it doesn't uh I don't I don't know if T one hundred is a Terminator, but I'll let it go. <laughs> Joel I listen. It's 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 I it's try past. to dip a toe into your world of like eighties action bullshit. <laughs> no, there might be a T one hundred. I'm I'm I honestly not sure. I thought Arnie was a T one hundred. He's a T eight hundred. Damn it. And and then the liquid dude is T one thousand. Yeah, I know the T one thousand. And I don't know if there's I don't know if there's if there's probably a, 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 an earlier model. So it's Wednesday at noon, and the tornado sirens are going off, so that's what the background is at the moment. Ah, yes. In case you were wondering. <laughs> they're, they're like... Let's, let's ultra-date the podcast. <laughs> it's specifically Wednesday at 12, uh, 12 p.m. Do you know where your dogs are? <laughs> when, when is this podcast coming out? I, I don't even know. Uh, a week from yesterday. Oh, okay. That's not that's not too bad. No. <laughs> Sometimes we're recording podcasts like three weeks in advance. The, the Mega Man Four one might be like a month early. <laughs> we'll see. It's either going to be a month early, or we're not going to remember the game. One or the, one or the <laughs> yeah, other. Those are the choices. Yeah. Part of the part of the drawback to like having finished a lot of my long running games is that I can play a bunch of short ones now. And that <laughs> yeah, means extra fo- extra podcast fodder. <laughs> I th- I'm, I'm Feels good. bad calling it fodder. It does. It it's not fodder. No. It, this one's not. This one's good. Some of them are fodder. Home Alone was fodder. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Mappy Land was fodder. <laughs> Mappy Land. That was like two years ago, right? I think it might have been this year. Mappy Land. I don't, I don't know. You know what? what? We'll find out next week when we recap every game we've actually done this week, this year. This week? <laughs> it was every- Mega Man. <laughs> I've done like two or three games in the last like actual seven day period. <laughs> so that would still only be like three games, but. <laughs> I'll throw Sign- in all the, I'll throw in all the weird Cuso Grande stuff that I did for testing. Oh, we yeah, talk about yeah. uh, uh, space shuttle mission or whatever. I'm sad that you didn't get to see the ending because it has a, a an eight bit uh, drawing of of the president. Yeah, the I time. heard that it was. So I believe it was like late enough in the run where like the president had it was like George H W Bush. I believe that's correct. Because a lot of this stuff, like bad dudes, was like President Ronnie with a burger, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. The, the NES had a lot of presidents and, and cutscenes compared to today. Yeah. <laughs> and then they kind of, I think, at some point realized that that's technically not legal to do. Right, right. Yeah, well, that's it's sort of. Well, I mean, you can like depict the, the people. But, but you can't like, have the not, emblem but or you whatever, can't, right? Yeah, you can't have like the seal or anything that implies that they are the actual president. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't tell Metal Wolf Chaos. <laughs> There's a reason they recorded that entire game in English and then didn't release it in America. Can you guess what it is? 